Alright. We good? It's really cold out here, but I'm making it work. This camp out has not been easy. Your boy had to duck and dodge. So many people passing out their mixtapes. Man, I would have to fight. Little Susie over here trying to jump in line for her boyfriend. Hell no. But uh, we're gonna get these shoes this time. Let me see what time is it. Bet. Five minutes till they open. Okay. Oh wait, I think the door's about to open. Hey, what's good everybody? Thank you all for coming through. Uh, unfortunately, all of the tickets have been sold already. Yo, what um, the so I know you guys were going to release, but unfortunately, Yo. all the sizes were bought up by. Uh, Doors, y'all ain't really out here trying oh, to help yep. nobody. Miss Susie back there. Yeah. So there are no what? pairs. Susie? Uh, hey, Man, I'm sorry that you guys have to it. sit out I'm here in the freezing cold for probably a good seven or eight hours. Are hey, you serious you know, right now? At least you can catch the run. Alright, thank you guys for supporting Footwork. Have a good one. Oh, really, dude? That's how you feel? What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Roswell. It's your boy, J.O.E. And welcome to another episode of the First Come, First Serve podcast. Um, we are in our series, Grails, um, and we're just hitting y'all with another episode. How you doing out there, Joe? I'm good, man. Just ready to talk sneakers. Yeah, man. So um, for any of y'all just joining us, uh, this series that we have going on called Grails um, is pretty much a series that we have dedicated to um, sneaker grails. Um, you know, if you haven't had a chance, check out the first episode of this of the series slash season where we kind of go into what grails are, what they mean, so on and so forth. Um, and so the very interesting uh, sneaker that we're going to talk about today are the Nike gunmetal dunks yeah y'all um, in for a treat today <laughs> that's all i want y'all to know um so first and foremost this is my grill um this is a sneaker um that i've been wanting and i have continued to want uh up until this day and up until recently uh my good friend joe <laughs> told me that these bad boys don't exist. Um, well, they do exist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, it, they they work. They were created. Right, they were created, and they could be created. They could be, yes. They, they. I mean, you have the the Air Mags were created. These right. could definitely be created. Facts, facts. Um, so before we kind of get into the allure of this crazy grill in this sneaker um <laughs> we will go into the reason why this sneaker has such like an emotional attachment attachment for me um so way back many moons ago um i used to be a really 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 big uh dancer b-boy 
Um, I was really into hip hop and break dance. Technically, those are two different things um, within the genre of dancing. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't know that. They um, are. Uh, but I was able to kind of, I was kind of naturally gifted on the hip hop side. And then when I got into high school, um, I started to dabble into like official break dancing. So six step, power moves, top rock. Um, honestly, I was uh, a better style B-boy, you know, because I was so more so leaning towards uh, like hip hop and stuff like that when it came to like dancing. Um, but uh, if anybody remembers way back in the day when uh, dancing became popular again, um, dance has always been popular, but it kind of has gone in like these cycles. So I don't know if anybody knows. And I, I wonder if Joe, if he, if you, if you've ever watched uh, like way back in the day, like uh, Beach Street and like Breaking and stuff like that. Have you ever movie? Yeah, that? I watched movies in uh, in that genre. Yeah, so that was like mid early '80s. So that's when like break dancing and dancing was really really big. Um, and then it just kind of got into a surge in like 2004 to 2010. That was like the the height of it. Um, and the movie that had come out, well, at least with these sneakers specifically, were Step Up Three. Um, so I had seen. Honestly, I've actually seen all the Step Up movies except for the first one. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> All right, y'all. It was it was good. <laughs> no, listen. Okay. Oh man. Okay, no, listen. That, and that's and ironically, that is the only step up movie that I've ever seen. Wow. Is the, the very is the very first one. That is the only one that I watched. See, the thing is, the first one I didn't want to watch because I was like, man, I don't want to see this corny ass love story that's centered around dance. You already got Save the Last Dance. And all this other nonsense. You know what? Let me quit. I just lied. You're correct. It wasn't Step Up. It was Save the Last Dance, the movie that I I never saw. Oh, wow. (laughs) This is going to be a rough episode, people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I hope y'all hang in there. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. I have never seen Step Up. Save the Last Dance is a a classic, though. I haven't seen that movie. You never seen Mm-hmm. Oh, good. All right, yeah. And you would think because it's an interracial oh, couple. Oh my goodness, man! I'm okay. All right, so yeah. You <laughs> so anyway, the, you saw the shoes and step up. Yeah. So this, so this is how the movie kind of set it up. So uh, this is like the third installment of the Step Up series. Step Up was kind of like uh, what's it called? Like the Fast and the Furious movies. Like they just mm-hmm. kept making them. We knew that the story was going to be trash. We knew that the character development was going to be trash. We were just there for the action or the dancing. Right. Um, a lot of really big name dancers were in there. Um, I don't know if anybody knows uh, Moose or Adam Savani. Um, you ever get a chance to look them up? Uh, and uh, Twitch. Twitch is the the black guy who uh, dances on. Um, on Ellen, so whenever like the little kids come and dance, and now Twitch is on it, uh, is the choreographers like dancing and stuff with them. Um, but anyway, so this is the third installment. Uh, Moose uh, is kind of like this geeky, corny guy, but my man's got moves. Uh, he low key looked like 
well, I guess you can't say like a white Michael Jackson, but he just looked kind of like Michael Jackson. Um, but he could dance <laughs> like him too. Um, but in this third movie, he pretty much uh, goes off to college. He goes to NYU. Um, and uh, when he goes to NYU, he's kind of like chilling with his uh, girlfriend slash best friend, um, Alicia Stone. I think that's her name. That is an uh, old girl from uh, the Missy Elliott videos. Okay. So everything's kind of coming full circle. So he's, you know, they're both in this movie. And so they're just kind of like walking through uh, the city. And as a result of walking through the city, they see this guy just kind of like randomly walking around. And Moose is like, yo, that was the Nike uh, limited edition gunmetal dunks. And like when I saw it, I was like, yo, those are fire. Um, To my knowledge, I think they are just uh, dunks. So they're not actually like SBs. Yeah. Um, and so I was I was like, yo, that's crazy. And so like throughout that whole like movie, you know, Moose is just trying to get those sneakers. Well, he wasn't trying to get those sneakers, but like he was trying to earn his ability to wear those sneakers while he was dancing. Um, and so from that moment on, like I became like really big into dunks, not SB dunks technically, but just dunks. And, um, and so I kind of spurred on a frenzy of different dunks that I got. Um, I ended up getting, uh, like some, uh, black and Navy blue pairs, uh, a white and like a light baby blue powder. Um, uh, what's that? The suede pair. Um, I had, uh, like a gray and orange pair. Um, either way I was not able to attain those. And, you know, this, these were like my consolation prize. Um, so with it, I was just like, yo, these are super dope. And for me back in those days when I wasn't able to like cop Jordans and stuff, I was able to, um, rock these shoes you know, because it was different, but it still kind of like was my style back in the day when I was like breakdancing and stuff. So um, that's the episode. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was amazing to hear the story. Um, and you all be blessed. This man is so mean. Um, for the real sneakerheads out there, out there, this is a grail, you know. All the blogs, they want to be like, oh, you can't say nothing's a grail if you, you know, ain't got to, you know, give up your firstborn and give up your the blood of your best friend or something like that. I mean, this is really it. Because in reality, uh, I mean, th- those shoes were only made for the movie. And the only way, the only way you could actually get those sneakers is uh, through a Nike ID. And that's not available anymore so that's correct i mean whatever well this is the most interesting grill that i've ever heard of in my life um so you win that award i don't think anybody will ever top that but with were the options like with those materials ever available on nike id yeah they were um because a couple of people um, like through YouTube and stuff, like they just show 
that they had bought him from Nike ID. They had like the shiny leather and all that stuff. Um, which is interesting because I feel like Nike rarely does stuff like that. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, like, uh, I mean, like you, like people have been able to like chrome out, uh, or platinum out there, uh, like Air Force Ones and stuff like that. Yeah, Max like, Ones, um, or uh, or even Air Force Ones. I think it was Air Force Ones too. Um, yeah, like, they had like, Air Force Ones and uh, Air Max Ones. They did, the and I, they recently did the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about for like a Nike ID though. Like I know they on a Nike the, ID, it was Air Force Ones that I recall and Air Max Ones. Oh yeah, because I it, I was gonna make an Air Max One pair, but they didn't come out looking like it was a pair that they released years ago. They were the metallic uh, gold Air Max Ones. And it had like speckles on the mid, so I wanted to recreate that because that pair was really limited. I remember Bun B posting it on his Instagram page, and I couldn't get my hands on it. And I remade a pair on uh, ID before ID switched up. I miss Nike ID actually, but I mean, it's not the same. Yeah. But um, they wouldn't let you put the speckles on there, of course. So I just didn't. I just let them go. Yeah. Yeah. So with um with the gunmetal dunks, it well so this is the thing. I think that when it comes to dunk culture, I feel like one of the things that makes dunk so important is that they pretty much uh they always like champion like all these different subcultures. Yeah. Um you know, like when you look at obviously skateboard culture, um, you know, and uh, like rap and everything like that. But it was just always just like random stuff, like, you know, kind of one of the the most like impossible sneakers to ever get are the uh, Freddy Kruegers, you know. And that was like a like that's a subculture, you know, in like the gore and like the horror element. Um, as well as, you know, you've got the MF doom dunks, you know, and the, the Wu-Tang dunks and stuff like that. And so it's just like my favorite dunks of all time, the MF or the Wu-Tang, Nuh-uh. the, uh, the red cement ones. Oh, word. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite pair of all time. Them, uh, Supreme red cements from 2012. Sheesh. Lord Jesus, those are my favorite. Those are my favorite dunks of all time. Yeah. And it those and it's uh the wild the I think the beast pack, they were only women's. Mm. They were only uh women's that 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 pair. Any basically any any um dunk SB with the um elephant print mm-hmm. and the beast pack that dropped years ago. I love those, but again, like I said, they were women's, and I couldn't. I mean, it wasn't like I was into SBs or dunks. Shoot, I mean, I pretty much fell into the hype of it this year. Yeah, and so that's that's. I think that's like I was saying. Like that's the the big part about it. It's just like really small niche cultures are able to like be a part of dunks like when you think of like really good storytelling 
Nike oh, yeah. was doing that with <laughs> with sure. dunks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so just with all of that, and I think like, uh, what is it like? Even in like skate culture, you know, they're kind of like this super rebellious, you know, stick it to the man, you know, uh, kind of resist the mainstream. And I think that was kind of what it was. Cause I mean, in reality, like the whole story of dunks is just kind of evolved in a very interesting way. Like initially, you know, they uh, started off back in the eighties as uh, like college sneakers, you know, that yep. they would hoop in and everything like that. And then as a result, over time, uh, Nike decided they wanted to jump into uh, what's it called? Into skateboarding, you know, Tony Hawk and all that stuff. And so as a result of it, um, they just decided, oh, bet, let's just jump into this. And a lot of times, a lot of the skateboarders, like they weren't really feeling it. Like it was kind of like, because I mean, you got the, what was it? The Osiris, uh, you got Vans, but Nike, like, was kind of the underdog, which is like always their story. Nike's always the underdog in some type of I, you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you see that trend? <laughs> they the they the most successful underdog I've of ever all seen time in, my life. in life. Yeah. I've I you know what? I just now realized this. They have <laughs> continued that narrative when they're literally the the the, 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 the they are Goli- they are like I've never, I don't, they, they have perfected the art of being David and Goliath. All the time. Literally. All the time. Like. All the time. That's crazy. Cause I mean, like realistically, like when they first started, yes, we get it. Adidas was on top, but it's just like, yo, like you got Jordan, you got, you know, it begs the question though, how much, so this is what I've always wanted to know. And I know you we have to have separate conversations with OGs and executives and everything from the past. How far in front was Adidas? That's a whole nother conversation. Because it it's just like, how far in front were they, were they that much in front to where you were just this large underdog? Like, I mean, the type honest- of underdog, like, like, let's say a Jordan... A, a bull, a Jordan Bulls team against a Charles Buck Barkley led Phoenix Suns team that just has Charles Barkley. Yeah. Or like, were you like the Warriors in twenty uh, was that seventeen, twenty eighteen? Oh, don't do that. Don't you have do that. KD, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry against LeBron, and. Come on, man! What? How is it that and, every episode? No, I'm just saying, like, what's, what type? It's it's you. It has to be context. What type of underdog were you? Yeah, because you I surely mean, can't play that card now. True, true. But I, I don't know. In in Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dog, he does mention like, like back in the seventy seven seventies and stuff like that when he was like creating Nike or whatever. Yeah. Like, like he just couldn't stand him. You know, like they were the the biggest thing. Um, but I don't know, like it's it's just that narrative of like being the underdog, um, you know, kind of being fringe and not really 
you know what I'm saying, being a part of the mainstream. But it's like, dang, that's crazy that they would perfect that type of narrative while still being the greatest, you know what I'm saying, and biggest brand at the time or during our time, during our lifetime. Because, I mean, all I've known is Nike being on top. Like, nobody's ever wanted anything less. Yeah. You know? I agree. That was never – I mean, being born in 89, Nike was on top by that time. Facts. So it was like, like you said, in this lifetime, it's always been Nike won, and everybody else was muddled, and then yeah. Adidas became the only competitor to Nike, just like Samsung became the only competitor to Apple. Like it's like there's yeah. still a gap. Some either one of them do things better, but you know, in different areas. But it's Nike. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, with with these dunks, man, like so for me, like being in high school, what was was super interesting is like and I'm not going to be that dude like, oh, man, everything I like is popular now. Not all of it is not popular, Um, but just like. Not like like Jordans were obviously popular, but like I just had like a really eclectic style, you know, where. You know, dunks would be something that I would wear and I'd be able to hang out with all the B-boys and the B-girls and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I'd probably wear like a vintage uh, Sherman Williams uh, T-shirt to high school and people would look at me crazy. Um, but like that just like really resonated with me. Like it was just like a, you know, bump that is super dope uh, that everybody likes what they like. But I'm just like, I'm going to be me. And I think that the SB um, or just dunks in general, like they just kind of symbolize that originality. Yeah. And it almost, and it, and it really kind of consolidated like a culture of people where it was just like, yo, like you rocking these or yo, you rocking those, you know what I'm saying? And granted, I, like I knew of like Tiff, Tiffany dunks and stuff like that, but like, ain't the, no the way history of it. Like, yeah. What it meant, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, what? it's crazy. It's that's. I think I want to say that's the only. I I have to be honest and say that that is the one shoe that I regret like not uh, buying a lot of in like the late nineties, early two thousands, just because. I was never interested in dunks or SBs. I was just like, I this is like, and I'm and I'm pretty sure many ignorant sneakerheads at one point may have felt this, but it was always like the poor man's Jordan One to me. And now so it's, it's interesting you say that. You know why? Why you said what? What's up? The uh. Technically, the Jordan One was based off of the uh, of the Nike Dunk. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they have they have uh, a lot of design cues, and mm-hmm. I like. I mean, I I knew that. I knew that. I found that out, you know, in the subsequent. But that still made me like, and that made, and that's crazy. Yeah, that it made me not want to buy them even more because it was like, yeah. okay, that's cool, but. Nah, I'm gonna just stick with the Jordan ones, but it's also like, yeah, dunks. I don't know. Like, the thing I like about 
the one of the things that I love about being a sneakerhead in the sneaker culture is the stories and yeah. dunks tell some of the best stories. Yeah. You could argue that dunks tell when it, when it comes to Nike's shoes, dunks tell the best stories. Yeah. I would have to get that like that dunks tell the best stories because there's only so many Jordan stories you can tell. Right. There are only so many LeBron stories you can tell. There are only so many Kobe stories you can tell. Fast. There aren't many Kyrie stories you could tell. There aren't nope. many Kevin Durant stories you could tell. They're not really that open, and their career is still in the midst of. But it's like is there are only so many stories that you can tell. Yeah. And so it's just like dunks, every dunk, almost every dunk has a story. Even ones – and then the, the beauty about it is, too, from like knowing – like process – like shout out all the dunks and like he even has stories for dunks that were gr when they released and that's crazy a lot of the the dunks that people are going crazy over now were gr shoes back in the day yep that's crazy yeah yeah it's it's like uh dunks just have kind of like this palette or even kind of like a um what's the word uh, it's not a portrait, a canvas. It's kind of like a blank canvas. And like when you look at, you know, Jordan's or an athletic signature, signature shoe, like you can only tell stories within kind of that, that realm of that sneak, uh, that athlete, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. LeBron or, uh, or Jordan or Kyrie or Katie. Right. But with dunks, man, you get the ability to, you know, throw something super random, like, Freaking Ben and Jerry's or Seven right. Eleven, you know what I'm saying? And, and those just got canceled. Who? <laughs> the Seven Elevens. Oh, well, I didn't want them anyway. <laughs> I thought you were saying something else. Anyway, um, but yeah, and that and that's what I that's what I love about it. Uh, the stories, the fact that I could be a rebel while still being mainstream. Yeah, that doesn't make no sense to me. Um, cause honestly, like it was, I feel like I always wanted to be kind of like different, but just not too unpalatable. If that makes sense. Like I always wanted to go against the grain, but I was like, ah, well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna still be relevant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just going to be out here in no sketchers or no, yeah. no vans or whatever. Uh, shout out to Vans. Loki, I'm starting to want to get a pair of Vans. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Like I just, I just really enjoyed it. Do you feel like, um, if it weren't for kind of like that, uh, what's it called? Like if it weren't for that underdog story, do you feel like Nike could? continue to be as successful as it is because i feel like you mean it in the past or now i'm talking about just in the past and now um i mean they can't and they the underdog story in the past yeah because they were very resurgent and they had arguably the greatest shoe architect of all time and tinker so like you know I mean, you have um, Jason Petrie there. Like, 
you have some of the greatest innovators, Tiffany Beers, like you had some of the greatest innovators of all time. So like, it's no way that you can, that you can say that you are, you know, <laughs> an underdog. They can't play that now. Now I will say they, they did play it, play that card very well. Um, what was that? It's 2020. It had to be 2017. When all these ones started dropping again, mm-hmm. because Nike, of course, they're still making their billions, but Nike was hurting. Like, oh, yeah. as far as popularity, yeah, like Nike was hurting because um, that was the year that, or was it twenty? It was twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen. Mm. That was the year that Adidas had came and just. They had they had Nike by the throat, and yeah, they started dropping all these ones, and that was that. It's it's been Nike again ever since. the The reason why I ask that is because even with the um, Colin Kaepernick, you know they they kind of used that underdog story, you know, especially when that commercial came out. And it was like him and a whole bunch of other athletes. And, you know, they released the, uh, his Air Force One that came out. Um, and so just like kind of always playing the the underdog or even with. Uh, I don't think that, that was even. I don't think that was the underdog. I don't really? I have a popular. Uh, I have a, uh, an unpopular opinion about what they did with the Kaepernick thing. But. Yeah, I don't. Oh. I, I can see. I see how. I can see how you saw it. Saw them spinning it, like I can see how that could be perceived. Yeah, that it was. It was an underdog thing, um, because he was trying to fight his way, to, like to get back into the league. So yeah. I get that, but that was a. They had a, an entirely different like ploy with that. True. But true. True. Well, they do do that. Cause even um, my bad. Go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying like they do do they do still try to do it, but uh, and try to you know you know advertise make their commercials for for the athlete that is the quote unquote underdog. They yeah. do they do pull your heartstrings on that in just regular commercials. Yeah, and because I, I think like they're even well, this probably ties into your unpopular opinion but like even to like the political aspect to where like now they're trying to use their sneakers to accommodate for the lgbtq community and yeah you know they're they're going hard they've been going hard with that for a couple of years now too yeah so anyway this is not a political podcast but uh just in that that's just wild to think or even like come to that conclusion you know that man. Maybe that's the heartstring that Nike is always pulling on us. You oh, know? Yeah, for sure. And low key, man. Now that I think about it, this whole series is all Nike. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, because even, is. even, even with our other episode, uh, everybody knows the other episode that we're doing, right? It's no secret. I'm not sure. The other episode, they used a particular artist who wanted to get into the fashion realm. And what was he? An underdog. Agreed. Jordan. 
Jordan's entire career, he was an underdog until he wasn't. Right. So I don't know. It's just interesting, man. Um, like I said, the SB is super dope. Um, the stories that can be said through it is amazing. Um, there are a lot of different things and ways that um, you can flip uh, just kind of the the emotional attachment that can come through yeah. uh, the gunmetal dunk or just dunks in general. Um, and that's just what I, what I, what I think is, is super dope. And I think on top of that, what kind of adds to it is that like, I don't think we've ever uncovered this kind of like underdog narrative that literally like is like the underbelly of all of Nike and their marketing. So, I mean, yeah, it's always, it's, it's, they've always, you like Nike again, like comparing them to Apple, nobody makes better commercials than them or nobody has a better marketing plan than they do. Yeah. Like nobody. That's more so also a part of the way reason that Nike is just this Goliath, this like, huge companies just because they really know how to market. It's not yeah. always correct, but they True. still know how to market. Yeah. And they always know how to like pick like, um, like upgoing trends. Like even with like the SB line that came out in like 2002, they were picking like, excuse me, up and coming skaters you know, like they didn't go yeah. for, you know, Tony Hawk. You know, they were going for, uh, I think it was uh, Pat Rodriguez, you know. And yeah. so, like, they were, like, using them and it connected, like, super well. And I think, like, that that's just another thing when it comes to Nike and when it comes to um, making something a grail. It's like you have to be willing to find certain people who have certain emotional attachments for, you know, your group that you're trying to target and do it well. And you got to find the right people. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I think that's, that's another thing. Like even when you go back to, you know, the step up uh, movies and stuff like that, like I was really big into dancing and because I was super big into dancing, you know, that's what attracted me to dunks. And that's what made me want to start wearing them. So I just hope that they retro the school, all the school color highs. Oh. Like I, I, cause I've never been, like I said, that now the, the, the SBs, the, the Supreme or anything with the animal, the elephant print on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, those the lows cool. Um, the Safari ones cool. I don't really care for lows like that, but the highs, if they retro the, all the school colors again, That'd be tough. That would be. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't care what any dunk SB head would have to say. I would go after all of those shoes. Yeah, like all of them, and especially. And I want the one. It was a pair that I remember had like Nike in huge letters on the back on the heel. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want that. They they gotta they gotta do it. They have yeah. to. Yeah, they gotta do it. Well, Nike, if you're hearing this, uh, know that my man wants us to want y'all to retro uh, the old school school colors. 
So yeah, that'd be, be true to your. What was it? I think it's called "Be True to Your School." That was what it was yeah, called. That was like the uh, the the marketing campaign for it. Campaign behind it. So where whatever our Eakins are doing, wherever they at, let's get it popping. So got to. But uh, well, people, I think we figured this one out. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out, man. Listen, um, goddamn you, step up three, goddamn you, uh, Adam Savani, goddamn you, uh, Adam Chu, the director of all the step up movies, because y'all make this hard as hell. This man, was that, nah, you you did you they didn't tell no, you to no no man to listen. Grill. No, listen, the internet is supposed to be the perfect place to find stuff. Like, it was impossible. It was impossible. I know. Literally impossible to find information on this. But we did the best that we could um, for all those, you know, old heads, sneaker heads, you know, oh, you got to Hey, you, you got what you wanted. I literally, I couldn't even find nothing on Reddit. Like it, it was not it that like, was not one thread. No, no threads, no nothing, no Facebook, like nothing. So y'all welcome. And Nike, please give me this on the Nike by you, because I need this. Now that now if they introduced them the highs to um the dunk highs to uh Nike by you, that'd be dope too. It'd be L. Well, people, it's been fun. Um Thank you all for checking us out. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at FCFS214. Uh, follow us on Twitter at FCFS214podcast. Um, be sure to check out uh, at Higher LXNG on IG as well as HigherLXNG.com. Uh, yes, sir. All right. Once again, it's your boy Roswell. Your boy J-O-E. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace.